Hello everyone, I'm Dahlia from Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. You are now going to listen to part two of Alma's birthday live stream. We recorded this live with Sheree from Nightmare on Fierce Street, and we had a great time. We talked for a very long time, though, so we divided this up into two. So if you haven't listened to Carrie, that was part one, and now we are you are going to hear us discuss The Thing. Enjoy, everyone. to our second movie our last movie and that is the thing i'm gonna go ahead and share the trailer for that I love that. Man is the warmest place to hide. (laughs) That's a cool tagline. Maybe they stole that um, a little bit from um, Star Wars too. You know, when they, when they cut the thing open and they crawl inside to stay warm. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) So this was a fun movie. It's been a while since I watched this one. I'm like, I forgot how fun this is. The practical effects. Oh my God. I was like, oh, they just just had so much fun with it. This is obviously one of my favorite um, movies. We watch it a lot. Also, there's like a little intersection between um, my husband's love of sci-fi and my love of horror. So we always try to find like that medium ground, like he'll he'll recommend a movie and uh, um, it's like, mm, what's it got for me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> this one is perfect for both 
both of that. Okay. This is the practical effects are what makes this movie. It was like cutting edge. It was like uh, the first time I saw it, I was like, ah, you know, it's, it's horrific at points. It's like, what the hell did they make that out of? And what is that? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. It's just one of my favorites. Love it. It was the first time as a kid, I was like, maybe directors do do stuff because I, I love Halloween and I saw uh -huh. this, like, who's this John Carpenter? What is a director? Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Alma, can you go ahead and introduce this movie for us? All right. The Thing from 1982 is directed by John Carpenter, written, written by Bill Lancaster and based on the John Campbell Jr. story, Who Goes There? This is supposed to be like a sequel to The Thing from Another World from 1951. It stars Kurt Russell, Keith David, Wilford Brimley, Richard Dysart, T.K. Carter, Charles Hallahan, David Clennon, Peter Maloney, Richard Masser, Donald Moffat, Joe Polis, and Thomas Waits. It's got a big cast because all mm -hmm. of them die. And I love, usually when I give the cast, I like to mention anybody who's going to die. So yeah, if does. you keep naming names, <laughs> <laughs> it's because if you get killed, you deserve to have your name yep. written up. And see, look, we have another comment because Bianca also only saw the thing for the first time earlier this year. And that's oh. how good this movie holds up. I uh -huh. think, you know, I know I'm totally biased because, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you're seeing this for the first time and it's still like, yeah, whoa, then you know, um, that is really, that's a good movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. I hadn't seen it in forever and I watched it twice because when you rent something at 48 hours and I was like, I need to see it two more times. Oh, oh. <laughs> I watched it twice this week too. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like it's it's probably my favorite thing I watched all week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, the mood is set really well. And that's what I love about, I'm not saying that newer movies can't do this, but um, older movies had to set the mood. We didn't, there wasn't that CGI or other stuff. So they, they had to do it somehow. Um, sometimes it was with the silence and sometimes it's with the really creepy music and um, there aren't unnecessary jump scares like each everything that makes you jump is for a reason. So I think the mood was set really well for this. Um, the fact that it's in fucking Antarctica is even adds another layer to it because it's like it mm -hmm. makes you uncomfortable or at least I am. I'm very uncomfortable. I'm freezing. I'm watching what's going on. They are trap every little thing the the uh when fucking what's his name through oh, just everything that he does um uh, what's his name um uh, the, yes thank you um he's such a uh, a grimy character and i love that too because he helps also kind of like everything just made me uncomfortable in this movie and i love it i love it when i feel like that same like the being in antarctica when you can't see in front of your own face and they have the rope pulling them around oh like, yeah it answers the question, why don't you just leave, which I always have for horror movies, because they're like, things are going wrong. Let's stay here. I'm like, what, why? Other yeah. than to give me this movie. And so, <laughs> it's like, if you if you can't see where you're going, yeah, you might want to stay and fight the alien a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah this exactly. Is, this is also another setting where I would say this is not a horror movie situation that I would survive. Um, I like to always think, would I survive this situation? First of all, it's too damn cold. And uh, why is anybody going outside? And um, if you need that much clothes to like be warm, no, no, no. And also, if you can't trust anyone, like, 
there, there would, you know, who do you, who's going to keep me alive? Dahlia said she would keep me alive on an island. I don't know if she'd keep me alive uh, out in Antarctica with alien shit that's taking over and making it look like you. Like, I think she would just ditch me. So therefore, I will just lay in the snow and freeze to death on day one of shit hitting the fan. Okay. <laughs> do you so, like the cold, Sheree? Sorry. I like the cold more than the heat, but also I don't like being outdoors in anything. Okay. So the, the second we have to go outside, I'm just like, oh, maybe okay. we should fight this alien. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I, you know, I can live in the cold. I've done it, but am I comfortable there? You lived in Alaska. I know. That's what I said. No. I, I can, I can live in it, but it doesn't mean that, you know, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> My theory is I can always put on more layers, but I can only take off so much. Yes. Thank yes. you. That is correct. That is 100%. Yeah. Uh, um, I Because I've even had like my heat go out when it's super cold because you could just in the blankets and in jackets. Yeah. And, but when it's hot and you have no AC or fan, fuck it. Just, just, yeah. just take me now, Lord. Just take me now. <laughs> it's like, no, can't deal with it. <laughs> now, the first time I do one of these, I come away with a handful of sweat. I'm over the summer. That's um, here. The AC turns off for a second and I'm like, yeah. okay, that's yeah. it. I am dying. I'm so dramatic. I'm just like, oh, I have a fan going in the back and the AC going. <laughs> I don't want to sweat. It's yeah. not my thing. I don't no. like it. It's disgusting. Like my roommate is always like, are you going outside today? I'm like, no. What? Like, I don't need to. So <laughs> that's not my ministry in this heat. Like I was yeah. in the air conditioning in the cat. <laughs> oh, with the cat, of course. Well, there you have to take care of the cat. You know, yeah. Cat needs the buddy. <laughs> Responsibilities. You're a mom. You have yeah. to take care of the kitty. <laughs> I have to show her the scary movies, and she loved Aww. this one. Like she likes oh. violence. So once things start popping off, she's like, "Ooh, <laughs> are, are we in a man's What is this?" <laughs> Cats do that. Yeah, my dogs don't. But I've noticed that that cats will pay attention to the screen. Is it because they like the moving shit or? They, she they, likes they. loud noises and gore. And it concerns mm. us a little bit. Um, she also really <laughs> loved when all the other dogs got it. She was like, oh, I don't Aww. like dogs. You're like, Louise. <laughs> oh, her name's Louise. Yes. I love that. Oh, that's, that's adorable. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've got three cats. I got three. Two of them are right here, Kodak and Nacho, and they pretty much don't move yeah. ever. That's that's why they're here with me because they don't do anything. Gato Gato is roaming the house right now, just meowing all day. Meow 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 meow. That's all he does. It eats. So cute. So <laughs> Louise cute. only gets vocal around food time, um, but oh. she. She will tell you when she wants food, even if it's not the right time, and then she will yeah. make you know that she wants the food now. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You give it to her. He wants to eat all day long. <laughs> like dogs. Dogs always want to eat. But yeah. uh, so we don't have to go to Does the Dog Die for this movie, which Dahlia's favorite website to go see. I uh, too. Yeah, they die. They all die. Yeah. So oh, that that was uh, that's yeah. one of the movie tropes that we brought up before. That is like that needs to go. You know, they were always picking on the dogs. Why? What, what was it about picking on the dogs in these movies that they always had to do? Like, but in this movie, it makes sense, I think, because 
in the beginning, we with see the, the, the guy no. chasing, we see the helicopter chasing and, and shooting at the dog. And I know in the beginning, because I forgot, I, again, I tell you, I forget from movies, mm-hmm. you know, each time I watch. And I'm thinking, I'm so pissed off. I'm like, quit shooting at the fuck. And this dog, though, in real life was having a ball. I mean, that dog was so excited <laughs> running out there and all that. It was so adorable. But, you know, we find out later, it seems like he was trying to kill it because it was, an alien or whatever. Yes. Okay. I love that. I fucking love that. <laughs> okay. I, so it starts off. I'll go ahead and, and read how the how it begins. In, in Antarctica, a Norwegian helicopter pursues a sled dog to an American research station. The Americans witnessed the Norwegian passenger accidentally blow up the helicopter and himself, which was hysterical. The Norwegian pilot fires a rifle and shouts at the Americans, but they don't understand him. And he shot dead in self defense by the commander gary the american helicopter pilot who's mcready um and dr cooper dr copper leave to investigate the norwegian base okay so that's how it opens up the the chase scene with the doggo and it's such a pretty dog mm-hmm. i heard they use like two dogs like they painted one to look like the good actor dog because they had a very good actor dog like he was such a good boy that he did his scenes really nice. Like he didn't look directly at the camera and he he was walking around the people and did everything like on cue. So the chase scene in the beginning is done with a stunt double dog that they painted to look like the good dog actor. (laughs) A stunt double dog is the most adorable thing in the world. (laughs) Ah, that is so adorable. I never heard of such a thing. I want okay. to see more stunt double dogs. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Sheree. So what are you thinking as you see this opening scene unfold? Are you, I mean, were you like me shouting at the guy like, stop? <laughs> as a kid, I already had trust issues. So I was like, what did this dog do? What is wrong with oh. this dog? Because <laughs> <laughs> this was a lot to like hop in a helicopter and like fly it while shooting at a right. dog. Like this dog yeah. is guilty of something. <laughs> and I yeah. didn't know what it was. That's funny, no, because I'm like, poor dog. And even even when I was younger, I mean, I, I was not a dog person, but I was like, but the, like I said, the dog in real life looked like they were just having a grand old time. It's like, I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go there. And I'm like, that's so adorable. But I'm also thinking like, this dude's a horrible shot if he can't get yes. that dog. How long was he shooting? It was like the whole intro, you know, it was real time. It was real time. And he's just like, just shooting all over and missing. I mean, they have the guns probably for self-defense. He was never going to live any situation mm. with that much terrible of a shot. My, <laughs> my cat just jumped up here. Oh, which one? Kodak. You can't see him. He's like right here. Okay. <laughs> I want to see Kodak. I thought it <laughs> But uh, yeah, so, uh, it, and also I thought to myself, when I saw the dog running, and they kept they kept shooting. It was noticeable that they were shooting at the dog. Why didn't the other the Americans on their side notice that um, that they were shooting at at the dog? Like, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. America's always in the wrong. Instead of them being like, <laughs> what, "What's up with this dog?" They were like, "This man must have lost his mind because he's been out here for two weeks." Yeah, in the snow. I'm like, uh, or this dog he's lent to your house has a problem. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's funny because they were they were just standing back like. Yeah. what's going on over here it's just like <laughs> no they're like let's bring this dog in let's let's <laughs> oh, well, even when he gets shot in the leg it's just like it's yeah. the, the whole the way it starts going it's just like it's 
it's very strange. So yeah, they and when they come in and who, it was McReady that got McReady. shot. McReady. McReady. Okay. Oh no, no, he's not the one who gets shot. It's okay. uh, it's another guy. Okay. Well, yeah. when they showed that scene of him getting the stitches, I I, I don't know why. I really liked that. I love seeing because it actually looked well done, and um, I don't like when it's it looks so fake in movies. So I like that. Most of the most of that kind of stuff was really done well in this movie, and I love it. Mm -hmm. And it's all practical, so it makes it even better. Because now yeah. it's like CGI, mm -hmm. and it looks real bad the second yeah. you do it. Uh -huh. um, like I think the only the only thing that happened in the operating room that I was like, oh yeah, that's real bad, was when the stomach opens and it's teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, we couldn't do everything right. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. But even the 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 weird, funny looking stuff, I thought was well, like I said. Funny. I, I love when it really looks horribly fake. There was, I can't even later, there's a scene I can't remember that was just so comical. And I have the little tiny human walk by in, in the room and and she looks at the screen and she's like, she starts laughing. So if a little tiny human starts laughing, it's like you know it's pretty bad. But yeah, anyways. So okay, so Alma, where are we now in the movie? Um, okay, so Dr. Copper leave to investigate the Norwegian base. Among the charred ruins and frozen corpses, they find the burned remains of a malformed humanoid, which they recover to take back to the American station. They always got to take shit back. Their biologist, Blair, performs autopsies on the remains and finds a normal set of human organs. Okay, so it's like, why, why do they always have to take <laughs> stuff back it's like in aliens it's like why why just that's all i have to say just stop somewhere yeah. if you just leave it just leave mm -hmm. it yeah. um yeah because i would have been like this man wanted to shoot this dog therefore this dog don't need to be here yeah. <laughs> but they were like hey, man, with the other dog see what happens i and know all of it oh my god and yeah, yeah. you like you said the autopsies there and also the way he was doing it i know it's just a movie but like dude like of blood here and then like it was just like no face shield or anything it's like uh, uh, it with like meal prep gloves is what me and quincy were saying like yeah. it's mcdonald's and not doing yeah. that it's like it was so bad and he's he is a doctor so he should know better even yeah. in the 70s <laughs> you should know better it was horrible Especially because the body or whatever they bring back is still smoking. I don't know if you call yeah. it body at that point. It's still smoking. Uh -huh. And he's like, latex gloves. And he doesn't <laughs> know what happened to it. Exactly. You are correct. Yeah. He doesn't know. It could mm -hmm. it could have been acid. It could have been some other biological mask thing. And, you know, he's all like, <laughs> face in there and everything. Like, <laughs> no. so weird but but i did i even though that part but i did appreciate how they went for it they did the organs and all that and like they, they're gonna do it they're gonna have fun with all this gore mm -hmm. uh, was anybody else as stressed out about mccready's cowboy hat because everybody else thank you thank <laughs> you oh my god it's like, what is that yeah, i'm like is, is that a, a sombrero what the yes <laughs> <laughs> Why I did need a backstory. I did yes. need a backstory. And I know they like they had a backstory for him that, but they they cut all that, you know, out because you, you know, time and everything like that. Yeah. And I wonder if we're missing the hat story. Like I, I thought want it was to just know me. Thank you, Sheree, for bringing that up because yeah. I was like, what happened? Because everybody else has like normal winter gear and he's like, I got a cowboy hat. And I was like, uh, <laughs> this is a bet with John Carpenter? Like, what is <laughs> happening? <laughs> I wonder, I'd have to look it up if, if like sometimes like 
other things they've been in recently, the actors kind of leaks into a movie. I've seen that with other things. I wonder yeah. if maybe that was a little bit of that. Well, the, the guy they call Windows, uh, he's wearing like those uh, shaded glasses the whole that's time. That's why they and call him Windows? That's why they call him Windows. So they all, they, like he had a thing too, because they all were supposed to have a little backstory okay. to them. Okay. So um, that has something to do with it. But at oh. no time did I ever think that McReady was dressed warmly enough for the climate. Didn't he, was he look less like yeah. protected? No, he, he just jumpsuit. That's yeah. it. He's like, I'm Kurt Russell. I don't get cold. <laughs> he <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, he was he was not dressed for the weather ever. But, but he did yeah. look cold. He was not me. He was not McReady. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> he was not. <laughs> he was unready. <laughs> he looked he looked the coldest out of them at any point. I was like, I don't think that they had to use makeup because he looked frozen. His face looked cold. His lips, every part of him looked so like just like he was actually out in the cold and freezing. And um, yeah, the beard that it said it took him a year to grow his beard didn't do his face any like protection. Yeah, it was like he grew his beard for a year for the for the I don't know for the movie or if he just him and Ted Carpenter were doing lots of movies right in there Mm. where he sort of had the same look because he escaped from LA or New York. I don't remember which was back then. Yeah, yeah, which one was first? I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember. Might be like that's the last one. Like I don't know. I was five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, that same look. Yeah, he was always like there because I, when I was a kid, I was like, is this snake Pliskin in Alaska? And it's like, oh no, he's somebody else. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, that, it, it, it bothers me. Again, I know they're just movies, but it does bother me when they don't look appropriately dressed for the, the scenery. It's like, okay, or, or they're all mismatching, you know, somehow. Like one looks like they're dressed for summer and one in winter or something like that. Mm-hmm. His first scene is when like the helicopter's happening and he opens his door in like his PJs with his bottle of alcohol. And I'm like, do you not know where you are, good sir? <laughs> you have frostbite everywhere. And yeah. it's like, you need you to put on some layers where you open your door. Now he was the he was the helicopter pilot, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is that his role? Okay. So okay, so he he he's the one that did they walk or did they take the helicopter to the Norwegian? They took um, the helicopter. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I'm trying to remember all that. Okay. So, all right. So they come back and we see the cute little doggy that Sheree's very mm-hmm. suspicious of. She's like, there's something up with that doggy. It's going all around. And I just thought that dog was adorable. Like you said, Alma, the, the little cute actor dog. Was always curious. On yes. Mm-hmm. Very curious. So, okay. So they end up putting it in with the other dogs. And when it goes into that little thing with the other dogs and it, it's, you know, it goes like this and it's just staring out. I, again, I, I forgot, but I thought it was looking because out that way, cause it knew something was coming. So I was thinking like, Oh, it's so smart. It, it's lucky to see what's coming, but no, it wasn't looking to see what was coming. I, I had been watching that dog the whole time because again, I was like, come to that dog. And so like in all of its scenes, it's just like under things, not doing dog stuff or still yeah, people not doing dog people. stuff. Uh-huh. It's and, watching people. Yeah. He's watching because he's about to imitate them all. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when he's like, come on, let's put you in the kennel. And the dog's like, what's a kennel? he whispered it so no one heard him I never thought of it that way that he was looking to imitate I thought he was just being protective 
Well, yeah. Uh, well uh, yeah, but anyways, I thought there was still some hum not humanity. It's a dog, Dahlia. It doesn't have humanity. <laughs> <laughs> the dog still had humanity. But yeah, I, I didn't even think of it like that, that he's looking so that he can mimic them well. Thank you, Sheree. I had never thought of that. So, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So okay. So then it, it turns and it does that whole thing and the poor other doggies. And so it's kind of funny because anytime there's dogs making a lot of noise in movies or any animals really, and they actually use real animal noises for that animal because I, I hate it when it's like a, 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 a puma or something and it's like a fucking rat or something like that. But this is like dog sounds and my dogs always will act up. It's just like, they'll be like, what's going on? Where's that coming from? Start barking at nothing. It's like, it's a fucking TV loser. Sit down. <laughs> they always freak out. And like, how am, how am I supposed to have faith in these dogs that when something actually does come, they're going to protect me if they're going to be like, you know, with the TV. But anyways, my dogs. I but love I get, them. Worried. Just I get worried for the dogs in the movie because I'm like, how did they make them act like that and get oh. like, were they, scared? were they running like a metal cup along the bars of the kennel back and forth like an old movie jail time? <laughs> because what is, what is making the dogs upset? And that always makes me feel a little bad that they scared the dogs oh, into okay. barking like that. I, I always want to talk to like dog trainers or animal trainers in general mm -hmm. because like the ones who do it right anyways because there are the other ones who yeah. do not be handling animals especially mm -hmm. back then but the ones who do it right like mm -hmm. they they clearly understand how smart these animals are because people always underestimate mm -hmm. <laughs> other yeah. animals but animals are smart like yeah. my niece Louise knows how to get her treats um, <laughs> she knows how to open doors I call her the warden because oh. like if she wants in she's getting in oh. and so like if you can like harness that and be like if uh -huh. you can do that on cue we can all have a very nice house yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. No, my dogs never. So yeah, they were shit. just telling them, "Okay, you guys, you're gonna get all of the begging treats. Yes. Bark now, and then they start yeah. barking. Yeah. But yeah, but it was like I hope they didn't have anywhere near that dog beast as it's starting to. Oh yeah. Did they get? Yeah. That was so messed up looking and gnarly and just like ugh, just the little <laughs> tentacle things and strings. What do they make everything? for the juice? The juice that's like pouring out of them and the and like the the like marshmallowy goo. I I read somewhere and it might have been Wikipedia, so I don't want to like take it as the gospel. But I read somewhere <laughs> that they gave him one point five million dollars for these creature effects. And it was Ooh. mostly like food and crap. It was like, <laughs> okay. kind of oh, you know, right. that's believable because food does get gross and you mix it up and, mm -hmm. you know, and just like, just cooking stuff and, ugh. but I know it's like well, all the, of the juices that are constantly flowing off yeah. of that, well, like when it's changing, it's really mm -hmm. like, ugh. But food is also, it's okay. Like if some gets in your mouth, it's not going to, it's not like, you know, it's not going to poison you or make you sick or anything. Well, except for, oh. remember the milk and the alien? Yes. <laughs> alien. yeah. in, in aliens, because it's rotten milk. Uh -huh. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So go ahead. So, uh, Alma. so the disturbance alerts the team and Childs uses a flamethrower to incinerate the creature. Blair autopsies the new creature and learns that it can perfectly imitate other organisms. Recovered Norwegian data leads the Americans to a large excavation site containing a partially buried alien spacecraft and a smaller human-sized dig site. Norris estimates that the alien ship has been buried for at least 100,000 years. I love how he looks at it as like approximately 100,000 I know, years. right? Carbon dating. <laughs> Blair grows paranoid that the creature could assimilate all life on Earth in a matter of years. 
Okay. So um, that's when they fly again because it shows him like they're they're like he's gonna be a pilot, so we're gonna he's gonna fly a lot. <laughs> Let's get him back in the helicopter with his hat, and they go over there to go look at the giant spacecraft under the. Yeah. I remember in the beginning of the movie they had the shot of the spacecraft landing on Earth, but it doesn't say mm-hmm. how long ago that happened. Yeah, and um. I saw a question that asked, do you think that um, the, 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 you know, the alien organism used somebody else's spacecraft to get there or that it was their spacecraft that landed Hmm. there on earth? And so I was like, that's a good question. I'm like, did they assimilate another life form that was smart enough with the, with that technology and that's how it ended up on earth or was it their technology that brought them to earth? Yeah. Hmm. I love so, that hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, cause you really don't, you really don't know. Cause it, it, it could be anything. And he's already mm-hmm. figuring out from his, you know, microscopy sitting there that, Oh, it could be anything. And mm-hmm. then right away gets so paranoid that this is going to, this can be anything. And but I also want to know how long does it decide that it's going to be this organism before it tries to become another organism? Because yeah. it was the dog. That was a perfect camouflage. Why not be a dog for a while? Well, it couldn't because um, I don't think it could because it didn't want to be in that thing. It needed to be out. It needed to be in outside the cage or whatever the enclosement, wherever it was. So it needed to get out. That's why I think it, it made itself known. At least that's my, what I think, because, Maybe it's there. Like it wasn't the best. Yeah. 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 So he needs to he needs to get out of there. So, you know, let's make myself known and then I'm gonna jump into something else so that I can have because I think one of them, one of the characters says something about like they they have all this space that that the alien has all this space. So it can be so that's that's what it wanted. It wanted all of that space. So it wanted to be out. And when it got trapped in that little cage with the other dogs, it's like this isn't good for me. I need a I need another host. I don't know. That's what I thought. Plus, the other dogs were not having it because, like, if it was going to lay in wait, the other dogs were like, you're not a dog. And they started losing it. And so he's like, my cover's blown and I'm yeah. ready for an upgrade anyways. I'm going to yeah. do these things on two legs that have food and speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I could yeah. be the one getting the food. Yeah. Okay. So um, the station implements controls to reduce the risk of assimilation. The malformed humanoid creature assimilates an isolated Bennings. He's the first one. Okay, but Windows interrupts the process and McReady burns the Bennings thing. Um, Meanwhile, Blair is sabotaging all the vehicles, kills the remaining sled dogs and destroys the radio to prevent escape. Uh, Bennings, remember him? He's the first one that is he's he's changed. So right when Windows, the guy with the glasses, walks in on him and he's being wrapped up in like the tentacle things and everything, the sound that he makes when he gets he's trying to run away. And he's not changed all the way. And he's sitting in the snow and his hands are still like tentacles and everything. And he makes that noise when he opens his mouth really scared the crap out of me. It's still like chilling, like, you know, goose pimples and everything. Um, The way he opens his mouth and it's, I wish I could make that noise. Why don't you have that sound effect? That way when we open our mouths, we could just go. "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) I'll remember for our next uh, recording to have uh, those queued up for you. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i thought i thought it was well done as well the the effects there you know just uh 
and I think it's not just the effects too, because he did a really good job of being able to pull it off too. Cause it could have been mm -hmm. comical, but it wasn't, he looked tortured. Yeah, no, oh, I, yeah. this cast is stacked. Um, it's a bunch of dudes, which is usually not my aesthetic, yeah. but it works for this story and it mm -hmm. works for this world. And I think it works for the bleakness and the mood. Cause it was a dark movie. Mm. Like it's why I liked it as a kid. Cause I'm like, this is not E.T. Um, <laughs> Ailey is not yeah. our friend. Mm -hmm. um, this is this is not going to end well for a lot of people. If no. anybody. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. I think committing to that and just getting that assignment down was like crucial because if one person's like, but we can find humor in this, it would yeah. not have worked. Mm -mm. No, um, not at all. The humor is in McCready's hat and that's where we're going <laughs> yeah. That was pretty much it. I felt like I was missing something for real. Every time I see the hat, I'm just like, am I missing something? Is it, was it cool? Was it like his signature thing in real life? Was he walking around with that? And then everybody would be like, oh, the hat guy. <laughs> what the hell is that? Okay. So I love that the, that the, uh, the blowtorch is a character all of its, you know, itself. Cause I fucking love blowtorches and they used it in this movie a lot which which makes sense first of all for the way they need to get rid of you know the aliens when it's doing everything but also just because it's fun to look at it's just like you know let's do this it's harder to miss a dog with a blowtorch if the helicopter yeah. guy had a blowtorch it would have been a different story <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe he wouldn't have been all clumsy tossing the grenade because i was like right in the beginning he like goes to throw and drops it i'm like <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that way accidentally blows up the helicopter. It was like there was somebody on the helicopter. That guy died, and the other one got away. Oh so no! <laughs> but yeah, that was that was fun watching everything get burned up. And they were always on the ready with the fucking uh, extinguishers. Yeah, yeah, that was so Seamless. smart. Uh huh. He was like, okay, they, they had already practiced this procedure, like they did drills. Okay, when we have to use a blowtorch, you be on standby with the fire extinguisher mm -hmm. and let's go. I've never had to use one, so I wouldn't even know how to use one. <laughs> I wish. I, I had to get trained on them um, when I worked mm -hmm. at an opera house for the summer because we had to get trained in everything. So, like CPR, mm -hmm. fire extinguishers. Yeah. I don't remember any of it. I remember CPR was staying alive. That was the beat. So, you have like, sort oh, of oh, yeah, staying yeah. alive. Yeah. Staying yeah. alive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, the BGs are saving lives. It's amazing. <laughs> but the fire extinguisher, I would be lost on because it's been so many years. Yeah. yeah. I, I got recently uh, um, certified on it. But yeah, in, in the thick of things, when, when I'm under pressure, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, because it was all like, it was very controlled fire. And then you had your buddy with their hand and then you're like, mm. but like, if it was a real thing, I'd be like, oh my God, throw it. <laughs> it <was> gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> they made it a point to like wait when he did it he was like no let it burn let it burn they're mm -hmm. like we need the, you know they're, they're waiting for his yeah. cue to say let's put out this fire and i thought that was really smart to put that in there instead of just and then here comes the the, yeah. the extinguisher it was like it made sense no mm -hmm. like you need to make sure it fries a little bit exactly <laughs> mm-hmm Okay, so Blair is losing his mind, sabotaging everything, and the team imprisons him in a tool shed. Copper, that's the doctor, suggests a test to compare each member's blood against uncontaminated blood held in storage. But after learning that the blood stores have been destroyed, the men lose faith in Gary. 
He's the station commander and McGready takes command. I like the way he just takes command. It's just like, they didn't want him to take command, no. but he just, no, I'm, no. I'm going to do it. And it yeah. scared me when he did. To be fair, it had to be him or Keith David, because I'm like, mm-hmm. I know these two adults. One of them is okay. going to take charge. Mm-hmm. And it's an older mm-hmm. movie, so it's going to be Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, I, I don't think it would have been as effective if some of the other mm-hmm. ones, especially because okay. they didn't have spines, some of those kids. Um, yeah. They were not ready for this. Because yeah. they were holding the flamethrower and was like mesmerized by what was happening. I'm like, yeah. you gotta shoot first. Oh, we'll yeah. Talk about it later. Like, exactly. Windows, the guy who first sees Benning's transforming, he's just like losing his shit constantly. Oh. Like, how is he even doing any job? Like, yeah. nope. He can't take any kind of pressure. That guy just looks like scared. Like the whole movie, yeah. like confused and scared, and so confused. Like you said, he always looked confused. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like he's he's the one who runs for like the guns at one point, and it's just like does he have a like a plan? He's just going from one thing to the next. But McGready he takes over like we mentioned Keith David. I anticipated he should be the one who would take charge because but you know you're right it was it was like they're not gonna let him be in charge, mm-hmm. and um, he's my favorite because I, I always make a note of this because people. Um, are always like who uh, I've, I've seen people bring this up in a lot of movies like final final guys and when was the first time you saw a black man be the final guy in a movie yes. and I always think of this movie but most people don't think of this movie because you like the endings people are like you know are they both not transformed you know by the end of the movie but I always thought of him as the survivor of this movie, him and Kurt Russell. It's like, that's what I see at the end of the movie. They're both alive, you know? I I think they're both alive. And I think that they are both people, even though it'd be really easy to say Keith David, Keith David's character. Because he's the only one who leaves your, uh he got lost in the storm, which is very suspect. Uh Um, But if he is, I mean, he really is the last survivor and he's a black man. So I'm fine with that narrative, but I think that they're Mm -hmm. both, human and they're both going to just drink until they die because it's yeah, inevitable that's what that's what i see at the end of it is like they're just going to freeze to death like both together i i that's what i believe well there's another I, cat <laughs> and i love that line of it doesn't really matter if we have any surprises for each other because like literally the rescue team's not coming oh yeah gonna freeze alien or no mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, yeah. That was really, really, really sad to note because in the beginning of the movie, they said, this is the first week of winter. I was like, it's only the first week? And this is only a few days? They screwed themselves right away because it was like, and and, and then uh, Windows is sitting on the radio. He's the radio operator. He's like, I haven't been able to reach anybody for two weeks. I know. That was the other thing too. They're physically uh, uh, um, secluded and isolated and then also like help. It's like they they won't be able to talk to anybody and, and all that. And that's just like, oh, that's just perfect. They did, like I said, with the mood, they made sure they covered mm-hmm. all the bases on this one. It was so good. I loved it. Um, but just we, bleak. Yes, bleak. We, perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do we think this creature cleared out the base before heading over to the other neighbors and then here? Hmm. Like completely? Yeah. Like maybe this is its third stop. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Because huh. he said he couldn't reach anybody in a week. I'm like, that's weird. Um, yeah. 
You keep dropping these nuggets of gold, Sheree. I never thought of oh that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Never thought of that. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah, like, yeah okay. because yep. somebody would have known, like, there, there was time in between. Yeah, so yeah. they can warn each other. Damn it, Sheree. Yeah. <laughs> you just made me see the light. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm convinced. Yep, that's what happened. Okay. And that's what, and they're they're the last ones. They're the last ones. That's it. <laughs> okay, so it's a McGready Windows and Dolls find Fuchs' burnt corpse and surmise he committed suicide to avoid assimilation. Windows returns to base while McGready and Nalls um, investigate McGready's shack. On the return, Nalls abandons McGready in a snowstorm, believing he has been assimilated after finding his torn clothes in the shack. The team debate whether to allow McGready inside, but he breaks in and holds the group at bay with dynamite. During the encounter, Norris appears to suffer a heart attack. And this is our favorite Jaws opening scene that's coming up. Okay, first of all, out in the snow. So they find McGready's torn up thing, yeah. which I love that Nalls is out there and he's also who should have been another final guy mm. in this. They don't even bother showing him getting killed and that really pisses me off because he just that's it. We just have to assume he gets killed. Mm -hmm. I do appreciate is he wasn't the first to die because this has mm -hmm. two black men in it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So this kind of an assignment, especially in, during the time it's set in, I'm like, you would have two black people tops. I I, oh, yeah. I see that. I think that makes sense. It's realistic. Mm -hmm. But to have both of them hold on until the end, yeah, um, yeah. that never he was happened. Unheard he was of. Yeah. In the <laughs> final group, and I was like, I'm good because he was smart here. I actually like the fact that he ditched McReady because he's like, shit. We saw this thing torn up. McReady's probably one of them. He's like, I cut him loose. I would have cut him loose. I was just like, I would have too. And I don't I wouldn't have felt bad. I he was like, no. Nope. <laughs> he did the right thing there. He's a survivor. There. And that's what yeah. pisses me off about him not being seen killed or not surviving. Because I was like, he he was not only doing his job, but he had that um, he, he had that mentality to survive and help the other guys. He mm -hmm. didn't let him back in either. I I love him so much. I love him so much. And I'm kind of happy we don't see him die, even Aww. though like he does deserve an ending. But again, it's one of the few horror movies where I don't watch a black person die. Mm, and yes. so that's yeah, a that's gym. true. Okay, <laughs> I get you there. Because yeah. I was I always felt like I deserved to see him have a closure. That's how yeah. I felt like like I deserve to see and and I'm also glad because most of the time, like when I'd see this years ago, I'm like, maybe he just froze to death or got lost or something because they don't show him in that big gelatinous blob of mixed faces. You notice how they show some of the guy's faces in that and he's not one of them and I don't see him in there. So I'm like, maybe he just froze or fell. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> like you want the person to live. He's out living in Antarctica right now, living off the land. <laughs> I think he had to be a quick kill because the thing was like, um, they've got dynamite. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> speed through this. Um, yeah, plus, to get back to Keith David, if he did get back mm -hmm. to Keith David, he's like, I gotta kill a bunch of people right now, quickly. Um, mm -hmm. So at least it was a quick death. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And so when everybody's uh, uh, tied up and we're going through that whole scene, that's another thing that just really set the the tension for me because it's like the the one turns while they're still all tied up i say turn like whatever like he's a zombie mm -hmm. but yeah um 
And so that was horrifying to me. And then, yeah, I remember when when the last guy, because I'm bad with names, the last guy is sitting there and they find out he's okay. And he's just like, okay, y'all can untie me now. Because they they, they were, they were taking their mm. time untying them. And that just made me so anxious. It's like, y'all saw what happened the first time y'all did that. And they're still taking their sweet ass time after. I would have been over there. Okay, you're good. Cut it in the line and everything mm-hmm. and you're good. But, oh my God, that added another layer of tension that I just, I couldn't deal with. It's like, fucking, just fucking cut the rope. Just do it. That couch scene is the epitome of stress because you know one yes. of them is it. You know one of yeah. them is the thing. And yeah. you're like, well, who is it going to be? And then when it <laughs> happens and the rest of them are tied, they're like, give me the suck untied. Yeah. Like, no. It was a lot of tension, a lot of tension. And it was just like, why are you torturing them even more? <laughs> Taking your sweet ass time. Uh, Windows shouldn't have died, but he should have also been quicker with the flamethrower because mm-hmm. he was the backup flamethrower guy. And he's standing there the whole time. It's like, you see McFreddy's not able to uh, deploy his flames and you're standing there panicking and you're not helping and then he gets taken but you still know after that point that one of them tied up is 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 him that was that was the guy who stood up and started changing in front of him and it's like he takes him out with him that that instinct to survive the alien things instinct instinct to survive is willing to do this in front of this whole room but i also felt like that thing changes in front of them because they're tied up. He's like, half of them are tied up. These guys over here, I've got a good chance of still being able to get out of this um, situation. And um, I think only one that gets killed, not by the thing, of course, is, um, was his name Clark? He was the dog handler. Um, He's the one who snuck the scalpel and then McReady shoots him in self-defense. I thought he was it. I did. And so I was like, yeah. I, I was, was like, him. oh, he was just a person who was about to make you something dumb. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that because was when hard. they showed him grab that scalpel, I thought that was his, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Like his instinct to try to, to survive his, um, oh, I can't think of the word. He was suspicious from the moment he met that dog and they were yeah. all so alone together. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. his interactions, even leading the dog to the thing, like, are you mm-hmm. already changed, sir? Yeah. But he just, he just like, loved the dogs. Slow. It was just yeah. yeah it, he just loved the dogs. That was that was just it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So when we're when we're at the ending, they blow up everything, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we're talking about how they're both outside. What's going through your mind, Sheree? Are you like how, Alma says she would she would just lay back and die? How, what what are you thinking here, Sheree? Are you gonna are you gonna just lay there like they did, or are you gonna I don't know think there's hope? What's going on? I mean, they've got nowhere to go. So I would definitely do what Childs and McGreedy did and just drink about it because like mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you did what needed to be done and yeah. that's all there is to it. You're not going to get rescued one way or the yeah. other. So you can do this comfortably or you can do this <laughs> crying. That's, those are the only options. <laughs> that's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, it's like you, I mean, there's still that will, but at the same time, like you said, it's reality here. They... Now that I know everybody's been got by the alien, <laughs> everybody's been got. And so, yeah, what else are they going to do? You, They can't. And yeah, I would like, I, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, just drink. Yeah, you could freeze to death out there, drink and like um, let the alcohol lull you to sleep and bye bye. <laughs> well, because... I've heard this a myth that the alcohol really isn't warming you up. And I call no, it a myth not. because if <laughs> I'm if like, it uh, isn't, yeah. 
Yeah, good. But I'm like, no, it is, it is warming. It's warming them. And to me, it's warming I their always... soul is what it is. <laughs> Cause they're not going to, they're going to be able to like, they're going to be able to be all peaceful as like, as, 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 as she comes for them. Oh, <laughs> so. like, I love how exhausted they are. They both mm. look, uh, McReady looks more exhausted. I always talk about this when you're like very pale, light skinned, um, mm -hmm. you look worse than other people do when they're in same situations. And yeah. he looks, he looks just like defeated and everything. But every mm -hmm. time I watch the scene, I feel for them both. I want them both to live. I think they've both done everything yeah. they can. Um, they were both, um, you know, they were not trusting of each other, but rightly. Yeah. But, but you know, they they did the smart thing every every chance they get. If I was Childs, I wouldn't have believed McGrady. And if I was McGrady, I wouldn't have believed Childs. And I would have just defended myself until the end because everybody could have been the enemy. Like they bring up, don't share uh, utensils or food during the movie because it's it can it can get your DNA that way or whatever uh, to try to assimilate. Um, and so it's like, stay away from me. But at the end, they don't have anything to, to kill each other with, I guess, because they're done. So that's just like, let's sit together. But to me, they live till the end of the movie. So they're both the final guys. Like, What's that, Sheree? <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. That gives his last line uh, so many different meanings because you're not supposed to share because it might you might catch it. It doesn't matter because they're both going to die. Yeah. So I was like, it doesn't matter if one of us is the alien because we're dead anyways. But it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you contaminate me because mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and that so that ending is just—it's sad. Enemy, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and and it's funny because um, I had I had told Alma before when we started. I was like, let's talk about Carrie first because that one's really depressing. But they both are. They both really are. I just think it was easier yeah. to detach <laughs> from this one because you don't. You're. I mean, when am I ever going to be in a in a science bubble in Antarctica, you know, but you know, so that's why it was, it, I could detach a little bit easier, but the ending is very, very depressing as fuck. So yeah. Oh, great, great movie. Have you watched the uh, Sheree? Have you watched the new one? I have not because I wanted to rewatch this one first. And so okay. now I can watch the remake because mm -hmm. again, I hadn't seen this one in forever, but I remember yeah. as a child just being like, Ooh, <laughs> I have it's not. so good. It's, it's, it's definitely one of my favorites to watch. It's definitely one of my favorites that um, I'm able the to remake? watch with, with my husband. Well, the, this one, no, oh, the okay. remake, we did watch it. Mm -hmm. And it was a little confusing at first when I put it on because I thought it was supposed to be a remake. And then when I looked it up, it said it was like a remake sequel oh, or okay. prequel, remake prequel. Oh, so okay. I didn't know that. What, okay, I haven't seen what it. What happens so. before, but it was a little confusing at first when I watched it because I, uh, because of the dog situation. So I won't give mm. any, any, anything away of it, but I do think it was worth watching. I enjoyed it because we do like that sci-fi horror, um, sci the, the mixture. <laughs> yeah. Dal is a big sci-fi fan, but this is where I find the, the, the overlap that you can, um, enjoy both, but the, but it did say it was like, um, a prequel remake, which I didn't really okay. <laughs> I did not know that. Interesting. Okay. Because it's called I, The Thing. It's called The yeah. Thing. Yeah. Did either of you play the video game that was on like, I don't know if it was PlayStation not 2 me. or 3 anymore. Mm -mm. It was so fun. I don't play fun. video games. <laughs> I'm bad. Okay. I'm bad at yeah. video games. Really bad. <laughs> it, 
Okay, that's like I get frustrated within the first two minutes if I if I, I can't do what I want to do, and it's just like fuck it, fuck it. This game sucks. I'm done. <laughs> but I do try. I really do try. Yeah. I'm just not good, and so I I stop. I just stop. I like watching certain games so other people play them, depending on what the game is. So um, I had no idea there was uh, this was a game. <laughs> that's kind of fun, actually. Look, it's one. The last time I watched this movie, I I don't remember how old I was, but I watched it again so I could play the game and not have anything ruined because I might have forgotten something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was always that kid, and yeah. so I watched the movie. I'm like, awesome! And I started playing my brother's video game. Um, I never finished it though, and then I want to. I don't remember what system it's on and how hard it's going to be to find, but I mm-hmm. I want to finish that it now that I'm an adult. Yeah. yeah, do that. <laughs> let us know about it. I was going to say, go on Twitch. Let yeah. us know when you're doing it, and we'll watch you play. And we'll watch. <laughs> It'll be me dying actually, and yeah. drinking a lot. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, shit. Oh, no. It was him again. <laughs> That's how you play on there. That's the only way to do it. So <laughs> I used to have this thing about getting changed, and it was a, a fear of finding, like, video games. That you when- were... That, that I my character would get oh, changed okay, into okay. whatever it was. So in the game, do you get changed or uh, assimilated by the alien thing? Like I, I never made it that far because I. That's cute. <laughs> I, I, that. I don't want to be that no. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And, but people would turn on me, and I, I was hoping that at the end of it, it would be like <laughs> you were an alien all along, and I'd be like, oh my god, I love this game. That would have been the end. I never made it to the end. Uh, oh, I unfinished business. Like. <laughs> That well, would be cool if the, you didn't know that. that yeah, because that's one of one of the questions I always have for this movie is like um, leaving it up in the air. Do you know you're the thing mm-hmm. if yeah. you are uh, assimilated, if you've become the human? But then you see certain hints that you do have to know because um, they're they're actively trying to get away or hide um amongst them and not draw suspicion on themselves. Mm-hmm. But whoever the thing was that destroyed the the blood. He had to have known that he was gonna get found, so that's yeah. why he destroyed the the evidence of what would prove yeah. that he was a thing. Mm-hmm. But, I thought it was adorable how when he was testing their blood, yeah. the ones who were being ruled out were like, "It's not me." Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the one it was was like, "Okay, we're gonna leave here now." I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that whole scene—it's like you're right. Maybe so they're they're. Maybe there is well part of them that knows or doesn't know. That's yeah, that is yeah. interesting. Which one is going to be the one that's acting out at that moment? The one that does or mm-hmm. doesn't know. So yeah, very interesting. I like that. So but, yeah, Alma, thank you for these two great uh, movies uh, recommending them because like I said, I hadn't watched the thing You're in welcome. a very long time. So I forgot <laughs> a lot about it. I forgot a lot of it. And Sheree, thank you so much for uh, joining us for this. We had so much fun, and we need to do yeah, this. Thank more. you so much. Yeah. You're very like. It, absolute joy to have in the conversation and to help everything <laughs> you're so much fun we, we love you me. this is awesome um i can't wait to have y'all over on my street now real quick before i know we said in the beginning but uh one more time can you tell us sheree where our listeners can find you Awesome. Um, for my podcast, uh, we have an allmylinks.com backslash a nightmare on fear street. And you can find all of our stuff in there. That means you can listen to us. You can find our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, um, Patreon, all that good stuff. Um, on Twitter, we're at, uh, we're at nightmare fears. 
and a nightmare on fear street on facebook and instagram um and we have fun <laughs> um, <You're> there, yeah <laughs> my personal shenanigans i am at miss sheree on instagram and twitter um yeah. and you'll see me talk about the podcast but also about writing and yes. random stuff as it pops into my head or i get mad about it while i'm watching it i like, love when you get that sounds like that thing yeah, yeah because the thing i love it because i'm like um i don't like, ever know how to put into words it? when i'm it? mad but <laughs> thalia is the same way she's like oh this made me mad let me write about it <laughs> yeah yeah no, mm -hmm. you have to, you have mm -hmm. to, otherwise it festers mm -hmm. and I don't want it to fester. Yeah. I want yeah. it out there so other people can see it and be like, maybe we shouldn't do this trope anymore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much, Sheree and Alma. How can everybody get a hold of us and our... Uh Go ahead. Oh, yeah. You can go to our website, nightmaremoviepodcast.com. Our Instagram is at nightmaremoviepodcast. Our Twitter is nightmareonfifth. That's nightmareon5th. And you can email us at nightmareon nightmaremoviepodcast at gmail.com. So close. So close. Uh, so close. <laughs> Dalia, what is our, uh, we have a buy me a coffee. Yes. If you'd like to support our podcast, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash nightmare pod. And again, thank you so much, Sheree, for joining us and happy birthday, Yay. Alma. Happy birthday. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you all for right. joining us. Thank you everybody for listening. Yes, thank and you. We'll see y'all again soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also, leave a review or share what movie you would like us to discuss. As always, thank you for listening.